Hello and welcome to another episode of Game Till 5. My name is Steph and I am joined as always by my co-host Nikki. Hello Nikki. Hello. How's it going? All good. How are you? I'm good. I'm actually feeling quite festive because it is probably the only episode we'll do before Christmas as tradition. Yes. Yes. I mean, this is our pre-Christmas episode that we do every year. It's actually one of my favourites. So I'm buzzed. I'm buzzing. Yeah. Found life. It's always a good one. I feel like it feels a bit different from our normal ones. And I don't know why, because it's still talking about games we've played. But it just feels extra special. Yeah, we don't have any news today, but I feel like we're just going to have to mention something. And, you know, we can't not mention this, right? Yeah, I think we have to talk about it. We have to talk about the snow. Yeah. It snowed. We, I know we've put a ban on weather talk, but guys, you don't understand. It really snowed here. Like, like really, really snowed. Yeah, it was heavy snow <laughs> for a good, I'd say about five, six hours. It's still there. We're living in a tundra. It's Honestly, not gone away. It was I, minus five this morning. It was. I fell over <laughs> yesterday. That is news. Yeah, there you go. Fell over. Steph fell over. You're welcome for that good chunk of news. Picture yeah. that all, everyone. Steph falling on her ass. I also felt a bit like a turtle because I was wearing my backpack from work. <laughs> and I already look like a bit of a nerd when I'm wearing my work backpack. But it's the only way because I have to carry my laptop around with me. And I slipped over. And luckily no one saw, apart from probably the whole street. But for some reason, so our area, we had snow, what, like a week ago? Yeah. And... Everywhere else around us, the snow's basically melted. It's still on some, some you know, side things, some grassy areas. It's still kind of hanging around, but it's not massively. All the roads are clear, apart from our road. Yeah, which it's is ridiculous. Into an ice rink. And uh, I just, I love this image I have of you just falling over with your, with your backpack. My backpack, uh... full of snacks. <laughs> just you lying on your back, just squirming like a turtle. Yeah, questioning existence. It brought yeah. me so much joy. I was very concerned about you and I'm glad you're okay, but Jesus Christ, that was an image that I needed in my head. Yeah. Luckily, no injuries apart from a very small hand cut happened. Oh, no. I didn't so... know that. Now I feel bad. Oh, honestly, it was hilarious. And I'm glad it's brought you joy. I've had a lot of near misses, but yet I am yet to fall. So I'm still waiting. I've still got my, my time. Yeah. I'm waiting because it's, it's getting icier by the minute out there. It's also... It's turning like clear, whereas before it was still like white and snowy, so you could kind of see it. But now it's clear, and that's that's the danger land. We're entering the danger zone. Mm-hmm. More falls are to probably happen. But anyway, you know, we I know we don't like to talk about the weather, but we've done it because it was intense. We don't get snow around these parts normally, so we don't. And I feel on a festive theme. Yeah, you know? snow, Christmas. Christmas, and all that. Feeling festive. Yeah, so. Uh, aside from all that, if you've never been here before, we are, we're a video game podcast. We discuss our top fives in video games. And today, we're discussing our top five games that we played this year. Yes. And as per normal for this rules, it's not games strictly that came out this year. There might be games in the list that came out this year, but it is games that we played this year. So they could be older games that we've just never played before could be games from 1999 it could be you know we are we're we're a bit behind in our lives so our lives 
We're behind, in our, we're behind in our lives. Mm. So, you know, we've got to catch up. But yeah, so it's games that we've played that we've really enjoyed and are highlighting. And I, I literally, I, I keep a list. I The year starts and I begin my list of, of this. You don't. On No, actually, I didn't this year. I was terrible this year. But I used to keep a very detailed thing on a website that I can't remember the name of now. But it was like games I've played and then games I completed um, and games oh, that were in my backlog because I have trouble keeping hold of all the things in my backlog. And actually, as a New Year's resolution, because, hey, let's all claim we're going to do those again, um, I'm going to try and actually keep a proper note. But I'm pretty sure, now I'm saying this, I've said this every year. <laughs> Probably. You do. You say a lot of things. And I've listened back to a lot of our episodes where you go, I'm going to do this thing. And I go, okay, Steph. Uh, she doesn't do the thing. She never did the thing. Um, but we let her say that she's going to do the thing. I like making wild, sweeping declarations and then just <laughs> never following It's through. not like we recorded it and, you know, it's there forever <laughs> for us to look back on. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when you were like, oh, I'm going to spend 10 minutes of my day doing social media. <laughs> look, Did that fucking happen? No, I, was on a hu- I don't think I even spent one set of 10 minutes I don't think you've even day. logged in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go to it. But we appreciate the effort that you... Well, not the effort. Not the effort, the thought. The thought, yeah. The the thought is always there. And, you know, I'm always determined that I'm going to do it. Yeah. And then life happens. It does happen. But, hey, we're looking looking back on 2022. Where the fuck is it gone, for a start? Honestly. Also, it's a better year than the last few years. We haven't really descended into that much madness. We record once a month, and actually, it's probably very good for us to do that. We're probably mentally much healthier than we have been in a long time. So, yeah, it's probably a bit better than seeing the downfall of madness that you previously got. I, I don't know. Like maybe, maybe, maybe that's what they were coming for. Oh, maybe. Maybe that was where all our numbers came from. <laughs> anyway, but, yes. Let us get on to the next stage. Off we go. What are you buying? How about a game of lucky hit? Oh, a three-headed monkey. Oh, let's go. All right. I believe that you are going first. You've forgotten about someone. Oh, I have. I do this every time. It's like you'd think I'd never done 70 episodes of this podcast before. <laughs> Because me and Nikki don't talk about our lists previous to recording this episode, it sometimes could mean that we have a crossover. In which case, you will hear this gentleman. Oh! We're going to get crossovers today, I think. Yeah, I reckon so. Um, There's at least one I'm very sure of, but I I think it's only one. Yeah, I think one too. I'd bet money on it. Mm. And I'm probably going to take it for my number five, because it's my turn to go first. Oh, Jesus. My number five of the one of the top games that I've played this year is the game Lake. No. <gasps> I thought you would have put Lake on your list. I did enjoy Lake, but it didn't make my list. Okay. Well, Lake came out on Game Pass uh, sort of towards the end of 2021. So it came out on September the 1st, 2021. And technically, I didn't play it until I think like it was sort of December. I want to say January, maybe. I think um, that's when we found it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember playing it in 
in in your house. So I know that it was it was around it was around that time. Anyway, so Lake is a um, it's kind of like an adventure game, I suppose, but it's a weird one because it doesn't really fall onto the realm of a lot of other genres. You basically are living in 1986. The story follows an IT professional named Meredith Weiss who spends two weeks in her hometown, which is a fictional Oregon hometown of Providence Oaks, where you temporarily assume the role of a male carrier, a postwoman. Yeah. Because that's where she used to live and she grew up. You're kind of interacting with like a lot of people that you knew back in your heyday when you were younger because you'd obviously been away for a while um, and you come back and it kind of, I like that kind of vibe because, mm. you know, we've all, if we've, some most of us have left, I'd say a lot of people have left their sort of hometown and then that feeling of, of coming home and, and although it kind of does feel nice, it has this kind of weird feeling to it. Yeah, it's always like, it's it's weird nostalgia, I always feel yeah. like, because it's kind of nostalgic in the sense of like, oh, there's things, and it's all coming back to me, but also stuff is different, and it doesn't yeah. quite feel the same, so you just never know how you're feeling. Yeah. But as I said, it's set in 1986, and I'm a big fan of the 80s, mm. and so I immediately loved the vibes. Um, I loved the fashion, I loved the music. I had The only thing I can say about this game is it felt, as you said, nostalgic and so fucking cosy. Mm, it felt so it felt like a hug genuinely in a game and i remember playing a a bit of a stressful time i think i'd like i only you know recently moved in with you and i just remember being quite stressed and i remember whenever i started playing lake i just went into this zen state you know because effectively what i described was you basically play a postman so you get given packages it's as simple as that you fill up your van with posts letters whatever and you just have to drive around and you just deliver mail and you interact with people and you you listen to the radio and the the songs are really good i loved Mm. the soundtrack and uh like the sun's sets it becomes night time you're back to your house you just like chill and then you start the whole day again just delivering packages like that is literally the game yeah. but for some reason i fucking loved it honestly i feel like sometimes you just need those kind of games where they're simple there's not like a whole bunch to to them in terms of you know features or you know gameplay or anything like that but the way they're done just it gives you such a good vibe that yeah. you're instantly like this is this is right i'm happy here you know i was i was spending my days working and then i'd come home and then i'd start like work again yeah <laughs> delivering <love> mail <laughs> but it was just it, i think because there wasn't too much going on in the game you know it wasn't like mad crazy exciting vibes it was just gave me this opportunity to really shut off mm. and and kind of just like feel completely absorbed within this weird 1980s town where nothing happens it's definitely one of those towns where it just feels like nothing happens here everything has stayed the same when you know from when she's returned because she mm-hmm. she basically she came from the big city so she's sort of come back to know you know she's left the big city come back to her quiet hometown and um yeah just just great vibes and feelings all around very simple game but just simple premise but it just filled me with so much joy yeah and as you mentioned the soundtrack is banging it's great. Yeah, it is. You get to drive around in your in your van, your postman van, and I crashed it a lot, or at least like, well, you can't really crash; it doesn't really allow you to do that. But I definitely like skidded and drove into things. Mm. But yeah, I and mean, at one point you get a camera, so you can take some photos. You can interact with a lot of different people. You can have a little bit of a romance as well. Yeah. Love that. So yeah, you know, there is some exciting things there, but it's all just very, it's all just very soothing. I, I definitely say it's, it's definitely in the realm of, of a soothing game for me. And, mm-hmm. and I think my brain being as chaotic as it is, sometimes it's just lovely to just have one of those, those kind of games. And so I, I knew it had to make this list because it was a really sort of a standout game for me, I think. Yeah, I remember you loving it. I did really enjoy it, it is in my honorable mentions. It just didn't quite make my 
list, I think. I I think my problem was I took a break from it and where it's such a a cosy, easy kind of narrative game, taking a break from it isn't really something you want to do. Because um, you kind of lose the vibe. You lose the, the nice yeah. coziness that you build. But it was great fun and I did really like it. Um, I One of my favourite parts of it was going to the video store because yeah. I think we all miss a video store. If you're, you know, were you around in the 90s when VHS were a thing and vi- like video stores, like Blockbuster. I was going to say big them. Blockbuster vibes. You miss them. And I used to love going in there and trying to read what all of the posters were because they were all basically like, films you know from the 80s but just with weird names and weird cover art <laughs> yeah i think goblins was... was my favorite for gremlins nice yeah yeah, yeah it was it's a good game I, I highly recommend it i think it might still be on game pass if you want a nice short games play and you've not played it yet uh, i highly recommend it so i've got some facts nice apparently lead writer joe bauman cited gilmore girls twin peaks and first blood as reference points that inspired providence oaks the town it takes place within which i thought was cute and i definitely get Mm. like gilmore girls and to be honest and twin peaks kind of vibes i love twin peaks i haven't really seen first blood but yeah i was like i definitely i definitely feel that yeah no i know what you mean i think when we talk about cozy those are kind of Mm. kind of in the list of cozy things for sure so i can definitely see that uh, another fact I have, which is apparently there's a special thanks section at the end, which says uh, an extra special thank you to all mail carriers around the world because we know the job is not as easy as we portrayed it, which is fair. Yeah, they do make it seem like it's an absolute, like, dos of a job. You just get up, drive a van just around. throw deliver. the packages at the door. Yeah, I basically think you only really deliver, like, four pieces of mail a day, day as well. Which... There is one bit as well where, like there's some parts where you just drop the mail in front of the door and i'm like that's not good yeah i know it's the 80s and i know it's a small town in oregon but at the same time let's not be leaving posts on the front fucking door yeah that's you know know? porch pirates are a thing yeah so you know that's my number five short and sweet late nice wonderful cozy times i'm glad it got mentioned it was a hoot it was all right so my number five i think the positioning might make some people angry but it's my list so i don't care i've put elden ring at number five so elden ring came out this year from software it won game of the year um this year so i guess it kind of has to be mentioned at some point in 2022 list of best of i have put it quite low down in my list just because i struggle with it and it's just because i'm not very good and i haven't gotten very far um i do enjoy it but i do need to take a long break every so often between playing it because i'm just rubbish if you've ever played a Souls game, it's basically that, but it's just in a much, much bigger open world setting. Um, there's a bit more abilities and a bit more flexibility than a traditional Souls game, I would say. Um, so it's like a third person action adventure. Quite was quite slow paced. I think you can be a bit faster because you get a lot, what well, I think you get a lot more different varieties in the way that you can do stuff, which is why I feel like I've gotten on with this much better than I have for any other souls based kind of game also you get a horse goat friend called torrent and i, I mean that's cool that. yeah you yeah. just ride him around and he's fun but yeah i think as well it's the the flexibility of because it's so open you can travel somewhere get killed by something quite easily and then go you know what i'm just gonna leave that and i'll go somewhere else and you can have like a whole crazy other adventure level up and then be fine to go back and kill the thing that originally smushed you so there's a nice feeling that you can level and improve rather than just relying on pure skill which feels kind of nice for me because i like 
that I think I prefer having the ability to make myself stronger by going off and grinding. I'm used to that as a child of the old, you know, 90s games where grinding was the only option to get better. Do you know what? I've never seen you play this game. Really? I live with you. I've never seen you play it. It's really weird because I <laughs> play it quite out. a lot. <laughs> Fake gamer. She's never played it. You've never seen her play it. No. I mean, I played it. I've got Torrent. I am very stuck on... I can't remember the name of the boss, but there's a boss. I tried to fight a dragon. I immediately died. And I have given up. All the creatures really win. <laughs> I um, I played it because obviously you own a copy. So I was like, I'm going to play it on ring. I knew I wasn't going to like it. But I, I made my character. spent a long time trying to make them not ugly. Mm. And then uh, I think the game started and then I quit. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> That's how I, uh, that's how I play most of my games. Um, yeah. I just, I don't know what I was, I don't know. I think I wanted to play it, but then maybe I didn't want to play it. I don't know. It is one of those things where I feel like because, because I got it when it kind of first came out. Um, so I've had it for a while, and everyone at my work was playing it, and so I kind of got convinced by seeing people play it that I really wanted to play it and then I tried it and remembered that I suck at these kind of games and so I gave up for a bit and then I've come back to it and I'm trying to go back to it in over Christmas period when I have some time because you do have to you have to be quite committed and sink quite a bit of time into it because it's one of those things where you can't like put it down and go back to it because you kind of need to remember how everything works and all the in-depth pace of stuff is it's very much one of those games so I've kind of been trying to do it and then every time I come back to it I'm like I'm just gonna start again and then I'm in the same area again at the start and it's cool because I can kill everything in there apart from the man on the stupid horse that is in the starting area but yeah I don't know I I have played it a bit it's just been like on and off so I've never yeah it's not a constant thing for me just because I'm not very good at it but you Um, like it what you've seen no I do I I this is my thing I enjoy it it's like it's weird when there's things because it's not always an enjoyable time but that's kind of the whole drawer of like souls games i think not enjoyable it's not that it's not enjoyable it's like it's a tough it's a tough thing but you kind of get so much satisfaction when you finally kill a thing that you've been trying to kill for ages um and like you've finally beaten a section and then you remember you have like a whole other giant world to go and run around in and you're like oh well now now i feel less but it's it's a punishing thing but it's also quite rewarding when you get stuff i quite like magic i I'm just a spam little magic user. So I don't have to go close to things. I just fire my little, like, magic people from a distance. And then once they finally get close, I stab them once and they're dead. That's my tactic. (laughs) And you stab them once and they're dead. And they're dead. (laughs) That's my tactic. Yeah, the other nice thing, a kind of cool thing about this is the Lauren story was kind of co-written by Mr. George R. R. Martin. Um, of course. So it's quite in depth, and there's lots of interesting stuff going on. The basic thing is that it takes place um, in a place called the Lands Between, um, which is ruled over by several demigods, previously ruled by the immortal Queen Marika, um, who had the Elden Ring. But eventually, she shattered it, and her demigod children decided they were like, "I want all of the ring pieces." It's kind of a bit like Lord of the Rings; they all start fighting over the ring. And then eventually they have a horrible piece of the thing that corrupts them. And you, you are called the Tarnished. And you have to basically go and kill all the things and gather back the ring and then become the Elden Lord. That's your mission, is to rule over everything with a ring. So, you know, Lord of the Rings. Nice. Yeah. I do I do love George. So I, I did, I remember when I when I heard this, I was like, that is, that is cool. He's a, he's a good story writer. Sadly, not enough to, to en- entrance me, but... 
I, I, I respect it. Yeah, I think, I think with all Souls games, it's like a lot of the lore and a lot of the stuff is kind of buried deep in reading things and finding things. And I think unless you're really willing to kind of go off and do those bits, um, you don't get as much out of it because it's not super narrative kind of heavy. Um, the thing actually though that I do like about this is that because it's more open and it's a little bit slower paced in that sense, I find myself actually wanting to go and find those pieces of lore versus fighting stuff, which is kind of what I don't ever get on with with um, like Souls and Bloodborne. It's kind of mostly all about killing things really quickly and when they're all like t- like running at you. This I can kind of go off and find a cool cave and hang around in there and run away if I want to. It nice. Works. It works for me. Um, weirdly, I couldn't find many facts about this, if any. It was kind of very... Despite being everywhere at the moment, there's not a lot of facts unless you go really deep into some of the lore stuff. But I didn't think that would be super interesting or super cool. And, you know, I like stupid facts most of the time. So I actually didn't collect any for this. Uh, But I figured it's just my number five. So that's fine. That's okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Number five. Elden Ring. All right. Ready for my number four? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Speaking of games that made an impression, um, this one definitely did. And I was late to this. I know I'm late to this game. But uh, my number four is Disco Elysium. Nice. Or Elysium. I never know if it's Elysium. Elysium? Elysium? Am I saying the same word? I'm not sure. This game came out in 2019. Uh, it's a role-playing game developed and published by... Now, I don't know if it's Z-A slash U-M or Zyum or Z-A-Um. I'm not sure. I'm not I didn't sure look. I didn't look into it, but it's published by them. And it's inspired by kind of Infinity Engine era games, particularly like Planescape Torment and things like that. Game was written and designed by Estonian novelist Robert Kurvitz. It takes place in this kind of seaside area town. It's like a fictional, well, say town, it's a city. But the whole thing, the whole game is sort of focused within there. Uh, the the city is recovering from ramifications of like a, a siege decades prior to the game's start. You can already sense it's very political and you can sense that this sort of place has been sort of in turmoil of, of things like that. But the whole world was created and developed by Kurvitz and there's so much history to this game. Um, there's actually like 6,000 years of it, apparently. And uh, yeah, it, it's, it's mad. There is a lot going on and I think I got that very immediately. Um, there's also a lot of different factions as well. It takes into a lot of things like communism, fascism, moralism, and ultra-liberalism. It's all very intense. But I, you immediately take on the kind of role of this uh, this detective who I like immediately because he's a bit of a drunk. Get it, you know? <laughs> you can vibe with this man. I can. Get his feelings. He's kind of woken up with a hangover. Mm. Uh, he's got no memory. And you're like, fair. You yeah. know? We've all Clearly, had nights like that. Yeah, he's had a wild night and... You know, he's not feeling great. And uh, he's woken up in this sort of trashed hostel room in a place called Martinez, where the game takes place, um, with this severe hangover and, and no memory of who the fuck he is. Um, he meets this lieutenant guy, a guy called Kim Kitsuragi, who informs him that they've been inside to investigate the, this death that's happened in the area. Um, and you kind of obviously, as as this detective, have to recall events about not only your own past and why you're hungover and everything, but as well as like why there's this dead person and what's going on in the city. And as I mentioned, there's a lot of history and a lot of like political stuff going on. And so the game itself is obviously it's as described as a role playing game, but there's no combat. The events are all resolved through like skill checks and dialogue trees. It feels kind of like you're playing D and D, but but not because you're playing as just a, a man with a hangover in a very political setting, um, which is all 
all communication. But I, I really liked the kind of the skill checks because, like, if you wanted to say something to a particular person or ask something in particular, you kind of have to roll for it and you have to be in, like, the right headspace for it. Or you can also, you can drink and take drugs to help you with the skill checks, which obviously, like, you know, we're not saying that we promote that. No. We're not saying that, you know. But you can, this is what you can do in the game. So, yeah, you can do certain things, you know, pick up, you know, you always have to sort of do this this skill check. And uh, and funnily enough, I died very early on in the game by not mm. realising that I had to heal myself. Because if you do a skill check wrong or something like that, like you take damage, whether mental damage or physical damage. And I had no idea, yeah, how to heal myself. And I think I ended up doing something stupid. And my mental state just obviously, like, fell down very low. And I just died. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. I did the exact same thing. It was like... I'm not even half an hour in and I think I killed myself twice. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't understand this game. No, it, it was confusing at first, I have to admit. Mm. The, the UI wasn't the simplest thing to to understand. I think I had to Google how to, you know, yeah. heal yourself. But um, there's other cool things as well. You get to have, like, uh, this different aspects of your personality and this thing called the thought cabinet, which you can kind of take on ideologies and personality traits. You can kind of freely support or suppress them. Some of them are quite funny. Some of them are really ridiculous. Like, I know that my guy, like, he had this sort of, like, weird ego trip where, like, he thought he was the best thing ever. And I quite liked that, even though, like, mm. he was a piece of shit, but, like, he has this sort of weird esteemed sense of self that he probably yeah. wasn't deserved, <laughs> which sort of leads me to the humour of the game. That was the one thing I think I really liked about this game was was the humour. Um, there was some really funny moments of just such kind of dark, dark humour, but also very dry. Mm. A yeah. really dry sense of humour. And some of it honestly just had me laughing out loud. And a lot of it, the voice acting is really good. Yeah, it, I know exactly what you mean, like the voice acting, because there's obviously your, it's basically like your head, isn't it? Like talking to you most of the time. Yeah. Um, It reminds me a bit of like, if you've ever played Bastion, it's like the n- narrator mm. in that has the same kind of tone of voice, but it's just really good. Feels stupid, but it's not. It's actually quite clever most of the time. But also you just get this sense of like silly humour kind of running through there and little bits of it. And you're just kind of like, what is this game trying to do? But it's a great time. I really enjoy it. Yeah, I I think a lot of the political stuff went over my head and I have to admit there was a lot of times where I was having conversations with people where I kind of was skipping through a lot of like, because it's it's heavily intense dialogue. It is, I think, a lot of time like reading a book. It's described as a role-playing video game, but honestly, I think in some ways it's a novel. There is a lot of, there is a lot to read and there's a lot to get through. But um, I, I don't know, I was just so entranced by it all. It was just such a weird game to come across kind of in this day and age um but i just found it yeah just really endearing very funny very i was very curious about the story too there was a lot going on there was you know there's a double-sided thing of like you know doing your investigation but then also like who are you and and it's quite yeah quite fascinating i think and a really interesting and you could see very well conceived game yeah it definitely feels very different in in art style and in like you said, in the writing and the way that it's set up and portrayed, like it is kind of similar to things like, you know, Baldur's Gate, like the original old ones, but actually it's nothing like those because like you said, you don't really do combat. So you're kind of always like, oh, I, I'm, I'm kind of in combat, but I'm not. Like I can't quite yeah. work out what I'm what I'm up to, but it's, it's a good time. 
It gave me a lot of vibes of, you know, like kind of old school point and click games yeah, where it is just all very much text. Um, obviously, it's very dark. It is a very dark game. So, it, you know, I, I like my point and click games like Broken Sword, you know, Monkey Island, things like that. But obviously, they're very lighthearted. This this felt like a very dark point and click kind of version of it. But it, it was um, with the skill checks as well. It kind of added this extra level. I, I played it a lot at nighttime and it always made me really sleepy. I don't know why. It was like my sleepy nighttime game. I, I don't mm. know what it was. <laughs> I mean, I think it's, it was like reading. Maybe that yeah, I guess that's kind of it because it's like a book, right? Because it's quite yeah. peaceful. Like there's no real intense stuff happening. It is, but it's not because it's just, like you said, it's just text and choices of things and yeah. some dice rolls every so often. So it's just, yeah, I can see how you get sleepy with it. The music was incredible as well. The music was done by um, the English band British Sea Power and a lot of like the ambient music in the background was just so nice. Sometimes I listened to it to sleep because it was just, I don't know, it was just so chill. Yeah. So apparently that's my thing for this this list. I've I've got a fact, but it's actually more just a background uh, sort of story to the game, which I found really interesting when I was reading about it and I just thought I would, uh, I'd mention it. So obviously Kervitz, the the creator of the game, had been part of a band back in like 2001 and uh, this is basically the way he conceived the kind of game was they were, they well, they, the group was struggling with the finances and they sort of conceived this fictional world during a drunken evening while listening to some music and they were like, oh, we have a solid idea um, and they sort of started thinking about it as a tabletop RPG. Mm. Um, like, you know, like Dungeons and Dragons, but yeah. with this like steampunk concept, which I guess you know, Disco Elysium does have this kind of steampunk vibe. During this period, Kervitz met an Estonian um, author, Kor Kenda, who helped him write the write a novel that was set in that world that they, you know, created on their sort of D&D idea. And then they sort of created this novel, but it just didn't go very well. They published it in 2013, but only sold a few copies. Sorry, a few, th- well, 1,000, that's more than a few, but not enough as what, you know, as much as mm. they wanted. So he fell into this period of depression and had like a real bad stint of alcoholism for about three years following like the book you know failing um he sort of managed to overcome this period of alcoholism and then the other guy also fell into a period of alcoholism so everyone just fell into a period of alcoholism so it's obviously this friend kenda helped him kind of get over that um and as a sign of gratitude kenda suggested to kevitz that instead of pursuing this novel that they they put they put it into this sort of video game idea um to draw larger interest and kevitz had no experience in video games before then they've got someone to like sort of do some artwork for it and i think once he saw it he decided that like you know this could work Mm. and uh they kind of went on with the idea and they started working on it in 2016 um but they would they did it while they were living in a squat yep so it's what i mean like it's just mad it's shit got like real and then they kind of managed to to keep going with it. And that's when they they sought out um, British Sea Power, the band, obviously, that did the music for the soundtrack. And then a lot of the, the development team then moved to, like, London, Brighton, and a few other people were working on it in different areas. And obviously things started to get better. But I just thought it was a really fascinating backstory. Yeah, it's crazy, all of the stuff. Because basically, yeah, the, the, the original ones, they're known as just, like, an art collective commune, like, commune yeah. almost. Like, that's kind of how they started, which is bizarre. I don't know if you read into any of it or heard about any of it, but they are currently doing some really weird legal battling over the game. Oh, I did um, not know this. So there's um, it's it's quite a long and in-depth thing, and I I'm just about trying to get my head around it still. Mm-hmm. But um, I think one of their investors who ended up, I think it was like ZA, uh, UM, however you're pronouncing the company. That yeah, I don't know how to say it. Funding it, they have a particular investor and a person who owned it, but he something happened where I think somebody basically took money from the company to buy shares in the company 
which is basically like inside investments and stuff like that. Um, yeah. The original creators who all eventually got kicked out, none of them work there anymore. They all oh, got God. kicked out. They ended up suing them because they were basically like, well, you bought the company for nothing and using internal share money. And there's this big legal thing around kind of like who should own all the rights to it and who should get all the stuff because obviously it is theirs, but the game and it, the thing is, is is owned by the weird company and the person who bought all the shares now owns like a majority holding. Um, but there's some weird recent development where the guy basically who did the embezzling, um, he essentially gave all the money back to the game company. So it all got dropped because they were like, well, technically he never took any money because he's repaid all the money. Who is and the it, person who took the money, just quickly? Um, I can't remember his name. It uh, wasn't Kervitz, I'm assuming. It wasn't the guy who... No, I think Kervitz is the person who's fighting against it. So it's like the right. original guys, I think, the four original people who were the, like the creative directions and writers and stuff, they were all the ones fighting for it against this one person. Mm-hmm. I'll try and find the um, the uh, the kind of articles and stuff that I've been reading about a bit. Yeah, it's really long and really complicated, but I think recently there's a new diet where it got dropped, but they're also still fighting for it because it shouldn't have been dropped and there's some weird embezzling stuff going on. Jesus. And it's all a little bit corrupt and weird. And it kind of all... Everyone's been talking about how weird it is that a game about basically a bunch of corruption is kind of... About corruption of, is... Is yeah. happening a bunch of corruption stuff. It's it's crazy the yeah. stuff around that game. Um, it is mad. Especially for a game that's come out and been so good. Everyone regards yeah. it really highly. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But yeah, I'll find you the article because it's really interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah, mad times. Yeah. I'll go on to another fact though. Uh, so apparently, well, it's to, my my next fact is to do with the the name itself. So it's called Disco Elysium, um, and apparently this title plays on a few double meanings um, relating to the word disco. All in all, um, obviously, in one sense, it refers to ideas that briefly gain the spotlight before burning out, similar to the fad of disco music, and reflected in the protagonist's clothing style because he literally does look like a disco man. Mm-hmm. He wears flares and uh, chops. Has had mutton chops, yeah, exactly. Um, well, in a more literal sense, disco is Latin for I learn, thus reflecting on the protagonist overcoming his amnesia to learn about the world of Elysium. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, another fact, which I don't know if this is happening anymore because of all the drama, but apparently in 2020, ZAUM announced that they had partnered with the production company to develop a television series based on the game. Oh. Don't know what's going on with that anymore, but no, you know. I'm not sure about that one. Um, and I know as well, so I think the final cut, which was the, the latest sort of edition of the game, I don't think the original game had voice acting, but I know that obviously the, the later cut does have voice acting, so that's the one I played. But an interesting fact I found was that none of the game's voice cast are really known names, and some aren't even professional actors. Lenville Brown, who voices your skills person and thus has the most dialogue, is primarily a jazz singer, while Kim's voice actor, yeah, Julian Champenois, is also a singer-songwriter who had done a few commercials voiceovers prior to landing the role but not much else which i just thought was really fascinating yeah that is really cool like i love um the jazz singer's voice to be fair it's one of my favorites so yeah it's, really it's i i the voice acting in it is stellar i really mm. i really enjoyed it especially like there's certain there's certain uh, characters sort of in it like one of them is like part of your brain which is like the reptile brain oh which yeah <laughs> reptile i brain. I really enjoyed that aspect because obviously like that is kind of a real thing in science which is seen as like your reptile brain being kind of like your primal your primal side and mm-hmm. and in the game it's sort of done as the one that's like very chaotic and uh seemingly a little bit evil but not but it's just kind of like your base sort of raw 
motive. I don't know. I yeah. but I thoroughly I thoroughly enjoy all the voice acting. So yeah, I thought that was interesting. And that's why that's it really. I just I think it was a really standout game for me. It was a bizarre experience. And I remember when I finished it, I was left feeling very weird because the ending. I must say, I know you probably finished it yet, yeah, but the ending's fucking weird. The mm. whole thing was an experience. Felt like a bit of a drug trip. Felt like I had a hangover afterwards. So I think all in all, that's probably what they wanted everyone to feel. Good times. Yeah, I can feel that kind of coming. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not yeah. expecting to know much at the end of the, the game, really. But yeah. it kind of feels like I shouldn't. No. But yeah, all good. So yeah, definitely finish it. Tell me what you think. Yep. Nice. Also, okay, on to my number four. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So my number four is going to be Kenna, Bridge of Spirits. Okay. I've seen so, you play this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've played Elden Ring. It came out again this year, so it's by um, a studio called Ember Lab. I don't think they've done anything else other than this. I think this might have been their first big game. Um, it is a single-player action-adventure game where you play as the main person, Kenna, who is a young spirit guide in search of a sacred mountain shrine. And basically, along the way, you kind of help free some spirits trapped in a village um, and collect your companions, the rot. The rot would sound like they would be disgusting, um, but actually they are adorable little creatures. Um, they kind of look a bit like big footballs from the Ghibli movies. Um, they're like black, fuzzy things with giant eyes and they're kind of tiny and they just follow you around everywhere. And as you kind of go through the game, you like collect more and more of them. You find them like under rocks and stuff. Um, and then they kind of help you solve puzzles so you can direct them around and turn them into special versions of them and use them to kind of fight enemies and things like that best part about having them is you could give all of them individual hats amazing so, yeah you can buy hats or find hats through doing you know puzzles and things in the world and put them on them and it's the most joy i've had watching these tiny little symbols with hats you can well, give like mushroom hats i need to google this yeah it's it's the cutest thing so please look at it the kind of main thing is like puzzle platforming a little bit but then there's also um combat in it which i think the combat's quite difficult you have a magical staff but you can also use it as a bow and um kind of like a sword at the same time but i don't know what it is i remember talking to somebody about this game and we kind of com ended up comparing it to a few of the playstation 2 era games that were similar um where it was like kind of like a children's looking game where everything's quite cute and there's like almost like a anthropomorphic character or something in there but actually everything's quite difficult and the combat's quite difficult to master um so it's a bit of a weird like we're gonna lure you in with this adorable game and then actually it's gonna be quite difficult to do that's good though i like that i, I like the throwback to those kind of games because i know we were saying in like our last episode about how like crash bandicoot and stuff was so difficult but it was really kind of quite endearing back then and yeah. that, you know it feels nowadays that some games are almost too easy yeah for sure like and i think definitely games that we used to find challenging we now found find really easy as well like pokemon definitely doesn't ever feel as as heavy as it used to and things like this so i think you're right like it's definitely nice to find a game that is challenging but not impossible i also kind of i think i missed something because again i think i took a break in between like starting it and kind of continuing playing it and um i didn't really understand or realize that i could upgrade Kenna's abilities and like buy new ones so I was doing like the whole game on like basic oh, no. basic things and then I found the page and I was like Jesus Christ I can buy so many abilities and then the game got way easier so I think like still challenging though I wouldn't say it like instantly fixed everything but I definitely was like oh okay I now can 
do a lot more things than I thought I could. <laughs> like spending ages doing like bosses over bosses. And I'm like, why can't I beat these things? Why is this game That's, so hard? I'm surprised that happened. That's a very me thing to do. That's less of a you thing to do. Yeah. I mean, maybe that says something about their their onboarding stuff and the way that they present things. Maybe yeah, let's blame them. It's probably me. <laughs> In all honesty, I think I took too much of a break between playing it and I just forgot that I could do it. But honestly, it's been a really nice time. It feels like very like an old school game, but with a new shiny feel to it. Um, everything in the world is really beautiful. It's like inspired by Eastern locations. And there's kind of like a mix of Japan and Bali in there, they said, like, and lots of other little places. Um, but the game is just really pretty. Uh, it's got lots of glowy stuff and lots of really nice, you know, effects. Um, and yeah, as I mentioned, the little rot, they're adorable. I was, I've looked at them they're fucking cute. I kind of just want to play the play it just for them. Yeah. Um. I like the hats. Good shit. Mm-hmm. Real cute. Yeah. You buy more hats. It's kind of like there's a little hat store and you can go and buy more hats or you can find hats. But yeah, some of the puzzles are quite fun. Like you've got to, you know, do things to open doors and you direct the, the rot around. Um, and then other times it's just kind of like using your bow to kind of travel about. You kind of shoot a thing and you fire yourself around. And yeah, it's just really fun. You kind of go around freeing spirits and kind of working them. It's got like a really nice undertone of, of story. Like it's not too story heavy, but there's just like a nice enough part of it where you feel like you're learning stuff and there's just interesting stuff going on. They really did them dirty with that name. I know, right? It's a horrible name <laughs> for such adorable it's like, things. It's like, hello, little rot. <laughs> <laughs> little shitbag. It's yeah. just mean. They're, they're adorable. Why would you call them that? I don't know. I think it's because technically they are rot. Like that's what they're supposed to be. But I think, I think the whole thing behind it is that they are they're part of nature and they're supposed to be there. But there are sometimes where it's like the non-correct form. Like it's basically about spirits not wanting to let go, and so they corrupt everything in their area, and so producing like bad rot and actually it's like you want the good rot the stuff that's natural and supposed to be there but the name is horrible it is horrible yeah that's fine at least they get to wear hats yeah exactly it's the redeeming feature of the hat things <laughs> you may have a disgusting name but god you look cute <laughs> look at your tiny mushroom hat um cool. i i do have some facts about this one actually i managed to find some stuff um and it's all about the music so the original score was composed um, by a guy called Jason Galti, but he collaborated with um, a Balinese ensemble group called, I'm going to say this horribly wrong, so I'm sorry, Gamelan Kudamani to create Gamelan music to make it sure that it's really respectful for the culture that they were using. Because um, I think a lot of the Bali influences in this game with like little bits of Japan and other areas, but Bali is quite a heavy one. Um, so much so that Ken is voice actress contributes to the Balinese language vocals for much of the soundtrack. So nice. That was really I cool. need to play this game. I think you'd like it. It's a good time. Yeah, I do. Because, you know, I haven't been to Bali, but I spent a lot of time in Indonesia and I, uh, yeah, I like the I... rock. I like the sound of the music. I like everything. I think you'd like it. Cool. Yeah. Um, that's my number four. It's short and sweet, but it's a good one. Nice. Probably going to go a bit short and sweet for my next one, to be fair. My number three is a game called Before Your Eyes. Oh, I don't know Have this heard, one. You haven't heard of it? No. Okay, so it came out in 2021, um, but I played it played it this year. Uh, it's it's I don't know how to describe this game. 
It was developed by Goodbye World Games and published by Skybound Games. And it is the game that you might know if I explain to you quickly that basically it's the game where you blink and the game then proceeds. Ah, yeah. Okay, I do think I remember hearing about this. I heard I heard about this game. I remember seeing a trailer and it was like basically, you know, it, it was it was hard to exactly see what they what they were getting at, but you blink and then the game that's what sort of spurns the game onwards. So every time you blink, your camera picks up you blinking and the game moves forward. And it kind of gave this impression of obviously like time, time moving forward every time you blink, which is, you know, it's a cool kind of metaphor, obviously, you know, for life and the fact that, you know, you blink and then it's gone. And uh, anyway, I, I saw it won as a game award. So I was really interested in playing it. And, you know, I had my webcam set up and everything. So I was like, fuck it, let's do it. And, and I, you know, the game starts up and you can sort of, it's not really any spoilers because it kind of gives it away in the trailer and stuff. But you're kind of on this like ferry um, and there's like a ferryman. Uh, you can kind of tell that he's shepherding souls to the afterlife and you're kind of just like, you know, you're on this boat and he's just talking to you and you then go on this kind of journey of looking back on memories of your life. And so you kind of, you're reliving the moment you were born, mm. really, to to adulthood. And every, yeah, so the, the, it starts and the memories are happening and obviously a webcam is tracking your eyes so you want to keep your eyes open it's really hard there were so many times where I was like I don't want to blink I don't want to blink I don't want to blink because things are happening in the background like it's very so you're not necessarily moving very much it's very visual and audio very visual and sort of also audio so you're hearing you know like say for example like your parents talking in the background talking about you and you're just like a baby and you're just like sat there and you're wanting to listen and you're Mm. wanting to hear what's going on but you know that you have to blink you can't not blink so you know inevitably you will blink and then you know time then jumps forward and again it's the same thing you're sort of sat there you're almost kind of a little bit helpless just just watching effectively watching your life go by so quickly but it does it tells a story in this kind of fascinating way and you know you get to learn about who obviously who you are as a as a character and and going through all these like life stages like at one point like you get a cat and you know you're just growing up as a kid and you're learning about the world and you're sort of you're sat in in this sort of time capsule learning about this this person and the life of their parents you know life death all this kind of stuff going on around you. Uh, it's, it was so fascinating. As I said, mm. you don't really do very much. It, in a way, kind of feels a bit walking simmy, I yeah. guess. Because you're just sort of observing time yeah, it's in a lot of ways. But obviously the metaphor of, of the blinking, I, I thought was incredibly clever because you don't really want it to proceed, but in a way you don't really have a choice, which is a very deep metaphor for life. (laughs) It's a very interesting idea for a game, for sure. And the fact that they managed to pull it off in a way that makes sense and kind of ties in with stuff and is still compelling to do is is really clever. It sounds really good. Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why I ended up putting on my list, not only because, you know, I thought the mechanics were very clever, a uh, very interesting concept, but the, what they were trying to do, I think, was very arty and very clever. I have to admit, yeah. and it made me feel things. I cried. Wow! I blubbered like a baby at the end. I genuinely couldn't cope. I always feel like that's more impressive for games to do than than movies. Yeah, 
for sure. And I know this kind of game is 100% everybody's cup of tea because effectively, as I said, although a video game, it's one of those games where someone will turn around and be like, well, it's not really a video game, is it? Because you're not really doing anything. And I think, well, no, it's not necessarily because the, the term video game is, is so expansive now to, to being so many different things. And to be honest, you do get choices in the game. You do get to make a few choices of what, you know, what you're going to do because those choices do reflect later on and they will sort of get spoken back to you or the things that you decided to do. So in a way, you do have a choice in the matter. But um, yeah, it, it's it's a very like, I guess I'd say it's very on the lines of like Edith, what remains of Edith Finch. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, cool. n- le- less, you don't have too much control and it's something that's more of an experience than your sort of like stereotypical game yeah but i think with it you know i didn't really know what i was what i was getting into i knew that i was coming into something that was a little bit of a novelty with the whole like camera and blinking thing but i think what i ended up kind of getting from it was you know this just really beautiful story i guess you know of kind of loss there is a large you know kind of narrative of loss in there and family and just life and it, it will make you feel things when you play it it will make you feel certain ways. There was a point mm-hmm. where I kind of got past the blinking a little bit. I kind of cheated. Right. I, I, I basically figured out a way that I could kind of like half blink. <laughs> <laughs> no, get away, and get away with it. Just it it wasn't a time. It wasn't great, but like, you know, I kind of like figured out a way through it. Because the interesting thing about it as well is you don't want to blink because you mm. you want to be listening to what's happening in the background. But sometimes you just don't have a choice and it just cuts off. It just cuts off and uh. you'll never know. And so it creates this kind of like, you you have to just forget it. You have to be like, I don't know what just happened. I don't know what's going to happen, but I just have to forget it. But yeah, as I said, so the mechanics are cool, but also this really beautiful narrative underneath. Um, it's a unique experience that, that will stick with you, I think. And so I really, I recommend it. Yeah, it it sounds fascinating. Um, I really want to try it. I think I heard about it, but I don't think I quite Mm. got, like, what it was in terms of, like, games. So I think I was just like, "Mm, I'm not sure about this. Um, Sometimes I get this weird, like feeling of just wanting to play a game like that something like Edith mm. Finch something like this where I just want to experience something deep and meaningful and weird and this provided that for me yeah I think that's always the nice thing about games is that it doesn't always have to be this crazy action fest thing or where you really use your brain to solve like a puzzle or anything like that or you really have to do anything sometimes they are just more like experience based yeah. things but actually sometimes those are some of the ones that stick with you for like the longest time yeah. Uh, I don't really have that many facts, but um, I do know that the narrative structure was inspired by the 1949 stage play Death of a Salesman, um, oh, which portrays okay. the story partly through the protagonist's memories. I don't know anything about that, but it's my fact. I mean, you kind of said it's a stage play about that thing, but it's a Death it's of a Salesman. It's a, it's a th- whatever that one. is. Yeah, it's a classic play, basically. <laughs> okay. Yeah, story through memories, effectively. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the other thing, it's not really a fact. I struggled for facts with this, um, is that you can actually opt to play with a mouse instead of a webcam, which is bullshit and you shouldn't do that because that's not the point. Yeah, that's kind of like, feels like it's defeating the purpose. Yeah. The whole point of the blinking is to signify the fact that you have no control over time. Yeah. I guess maybe if you wanted to go back and play it again, it would be good to do with the mouse because then you could wait experience the end, everything here all at the end yeah because sometimes i accident do. sometimes i accidentally blinked really quickly and i miss whole scenes because i was yeah. just like oh my eyes i missed it <laughs> I did, my eyes are drying out 
sometimes I was literally, I'd love to see if they actually record you while you're playing because there were some points where my <laughs> eyes were just like really big and I was just sat there and I'm like, don't blink, don't, don't blink, like, looking like an absolute mad woman. But yeah, it was such, it, it's my number three, so it's quite high and I don't have much more to say, but it was just, it was, I, you know, it's, it's just, it made me feel things, okay? Yeah, I like it. We like one of those, though. We always need one one once a year that's a thoughtful one. So I get it. A game to make me cry. Mm, nice. All right, short and sweet. That's my number three. Cool. I think my number three is going to be very similar. It's going to be quite a short, sweet one because there's not a whole bunch to talk about this. It was just a very enjoyable game um, from this year. So this is my maybe crossover one. So I've popped Escape Academy at number three. Oh, shit. I forgot about this game. Oh. I was actually playing it the other day. <laughs> about it <laughs> okay well that's good so it's not a crossover um so this game came out this year by coin crew games and then published by skybound games again and i am 8-bit um which i found really interesting it's uh, it's a puzzle game it's basically set up like loads of escape rooms right it's just like mm-hmm. the whole thing is you're walking around and you just pick an escape room to do um the basic plot is that you arrive at the escape academy um a school where students are training to become the ultimate escapist which i wish was an actual place where you could go because that sounds great but like all of these things with games or movies or anything something's kind of going wrong at the academy and along the way of just you know being a student you kind of end up being your job to figure out what's going on what's happening to the place which i always find great when you go to schools it's always the thing about schools all the small children have to solve all of the giant problems Agreed. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Happens. Where Where, where is else? the management? Right. What is happening in these places? I find all the puzzles really interesting. It's kind of set up so you're kind of walking around um, in 3D worlds and um, you can play it co- co-op, sorry, which is how I played it, which I would say is probably the better way to play. I mean, I can't imagine playing by your fun. You know, I, I'm not one to say you know, normally, you know, I normally say play by yourself, it's fine. But this game you really need someone else there because always it should be so hard yeah i think it'd be way harder and also it's just one of those things where it's like you kind of would have to go back and forth there's i feel like with a partner it's quite fun because you can kind of look at something and yell and try and figure it out together not that i don't think you could just play it by yourself and still have a good time um but i think it is fun because it kind of gets you more into the mind frame of actually doing an escape room with a group of people but yeah it's you're kind of like wandering around i'd say the 3d world feels kind of basic in terms of looks but it kind of works well for what you're trying to do right it kind of helps you keep stuff really clear and yeah. see the puzzles and it doesn't need to look good i think that's no. one thing about this game is it doesn't need to look good I, th- I think the premise itself is very cool yeah and the puzzles in themselves are actually always really interesting um they're all really different i never felt like i was doing the same puzzle like over and over again um i think i think like that is one thing i will quickly say is I can't believe there's not a game like this or there wasn't a game like this before this one. There might be. I'd never heard of one. But like it's basically, I mean, if anyone has ever done a real life escape room, it's effectively the exact same thing. It's very clever. Yeah, I think there are because there's the room and stuff like that, which are. Yeah, but they're not they're not set up to be like an escape room. Almost. No, they're very this, this is. That's almost set up to be like, yeah, hey, escape this room. Whereas these ones are designed as if you've actually gone to a real life escape room. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what really kind of attracted me to this game was was just that, you know, because yeah. you can get escape 
things and stuff like that and you know it's all kind of like obvious whereas i don't know this this one it just it just i like the fact that it was sold as effectively to do some escape rooms yeah you're right i think because you can kind of you're moving your character around and like interacting with stuff and so you can see your partner if you have it like moving around in the world as well and so yeah it is really kind of set up that way you're right um and it doesn't I take yourself too seriously, I guess. No, it does. It kind of has a very fun vibe to it. Although saying that about the the world, the world feels very basic, but actually it's got some really nice character art when you kind of have the story dialogue and stuff happening. It reminds me a bit of things like Hades and those kind of stuff where you get the characters and the, you know, the painted characters next to the text. It always looks quite nice. The only thing else I would say about this game is part of it is like there were some really difficult ones in there. But nothing ever felt, like, unattainable, if that makes sense. Oh, I disagree. Oh, really? I don't know how some people fucking do some of those puzzles, honestly. There were points where, like, I just stare at it and I don't know. I'm like, I'm out. (laughs) I've got a clue. But maybe that's because I'm stupid. I'm not sure. My brain works. Some of them I'm really good at, like some of the visual ones. But when it comes to some of the number ones, I, I, you know, if I didn't have someone else with me at points, I'd just be fucked. Oh, yeah. That's the other good thing about having somebody else with you is that if your mind blacks out, you could just let the other person take over. Because sometimes you just you're staring at something. You just like you just can't see it. You just yeah. like it doesn't matter how much I look at this pattern. I'm not going to get the pattern. Um, but somebody else sat next to me with you like will. I found that a few times where it's like maybe I would get it and then maybe I wouldn't. Um, I did. I think we used some hints in various places. There is a hint system, and I think the ones that we used hints for were like ones where we were like, "Okay, I, we never would have figured that out." Um, no. So I felt kind of gratifying when you're like, "Okay, I I wouldn't have got that." It's always really more annoying when you use a hint and you're like, "Actually, I would have yeah. got that if I thought about it for longer." But yeah, it's good. I don't really have any facts about it. Um, I currently bought the DLC. I'm kind of playing through that. Um, which actually I think is quite rare for me because even with games I love, I don't tend to buy DLCs very often. But this, I was just like, you know what? It's not the longest game, and actually, I want some more puzzles. Um, and I, I think you know what you're getting as well. Yeah. And you just safe. know that you, you just like the escape rooms, and you mm-hmm. just like, you just know that they're just going to give you more escape rooms. And I think that's just fun. Yeah, for sure, it kind of works out well. Um, so yeah, that's it. It's a, it was a fun game, and I recommend um, those of you Game Pass. It's on Game Pass for free, so just check it out. It's a good time. Cool. Yeah. All right. My number two. Mm. We're going up to the big guns now. Yeah. My number two. Yeah, we're not having any crossover anymore, I don't think. No. My number two is Stray. Nice. Now, I might have mentioned this on a previous looking forward to. I'd like to think that I mentioned this on my looking forward to in this for this year. I'd have to actually go back and check. I'm not sure. Yeah, I can't remember. But I feel like I would have done because it's a game about a cat. Mm. And it came out this year. I've got, I've got one. I've got one that came out this nice. year. Look at me. I'm relevant. <laughs> so uh, Stray came out this year. It's an adventure game developed by Blue 12 Studio and published by Annapurna, who we like. Um, the story follows a stray cat who falls into a walled city populated by robot machines and mutant bacteria. Um, and you're sort of setting out to return to the surface. Uh, you end up having a little, little robot with you as well called B12, who's very cute. It's sort of all third person and obviously you're a cat. So you live your best cat life. You traverse by sort of leaping on things, jumping on stuff, doing things that a cat would do. And they do it very well, actually. It feels so real 
like mm-hmm. realistic the cat movements and everything the noises what you can climb on as well the fact that you can literally sort of like open new paths and and climb up areas and do things that you're just not really used to doing as a as a human in video games mm-hmm. you can claw at things too you can claw oh, at the nice. carpet ruin some curtains perfect which i've always wanted to do yeah yeah it's cool so you also do get some sort of like enemies throughout the world. These things called zerks and sentinels, because uh, obviously, like they, otherwise, you're just you're just a cat. Mm-hmm. So you need something to kind of like, you know, be be an enemy and give you some yeah. kind of danger. But it has this kind of very cyberpunky feel to the world, which I definitely really drew me in when I remember seeing the trailer and everything uh, when it was teased. It's uh, it's very odd. It kind of gave me Blade Runner vibes as well, you know, that mm. kind of futuristic city. Yeah, cyberpunk often feels yeah. that kind of space, right? Yeah, exactly. And so it's in itself, it's an incredibly beautiful game. Really, really pretty. And for, I think from the moment I started playing, I was just like, yeah, it's, it's quite mm. relaxing, I'd say. I think I had a nice relaxing time with it, despite some of the danger. And uh, and I really didn't want my cat to get hurt as well. So I always... It's quite a horrible noise. Yeah, I can imagine. When, when you get sort of jumped by the by the baddies. There's obviously, as I mentioned, there's there's sort of robot people around. If, if there wasn't these kind of robot people, the world would feel quite dead. But I think it is also meant to feel in some ways quite lonesome because there's no humans around, really. I think that's quite evident from, from the story. I don't think that's a spoiler or anything there are these sort of robot people and and you're kind of living in this cat is kind of living in this very abandoned state Mm -hmm. feels feels quite lonely i guess in a way but the robots are cool the robots do have personalities uh they they also provide some optional tasks and there's this one guy who plays songs upon being provided with music sheets found around the slums you can give him the music and he sort of plays his little guitar which is really cute there's these lovely little endearing things like that which which i kind of just fell in love with but it also was just fun to just walk around as a cat. Yeah, I can get that. I can get behind that. I lived my best cat life. But there is also a very interesting story afoot, which obviously I'm not going to spoil, which sort of goes into, you know, why you're there, what's going on, and, and the robots kind of obviously provide provide the sort of story there as well. So, yeah, it, it was a really interesting game. And, and I, I started playing because it was, I think it was free on PlayStation Plus, mm-hmm. from what I remember, on PS5. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to get into it. I, it really it tested me a few times. I sort of played it and then wasn't sure if I wanted to go back to it. But then it, I went, I went back and and I had one of the funniest moments I've ever experienced in a video game, <laughs> where I I think I posted this on Twitter, but I I literally was just I left my cat in the middle of an alleyway because I was on my phone and I was I was away from the controller, and uh, the robots and stuff they'll like walk around they'll just do their own thing they're just like you know living their busy lives. And uh, I was just sat there on my phone, just in complete silence. And then I just hear like this clang, this fucking crash bang. And I look over at the TV and I have, uh, this robot has obviously tripped over me <laughs> while I wasn't moving yeah. and fallen flat on his face. And uh, I took a picture Jesus. as well. It was, it was very funny. But it was honestly, and I just burst out laughing. It was the funniest. You know, normally people falling over doesn't doesn't get me. Yeah. It doesn't. But the fact that I'd involuntarily tripped up this man um, just by standing there. Yeah. Was just by the not best. playing. It was a highlight. And that's why it's my number two. Nice. No, just, just that one comedy goal. Because gen- generally you can trip up the robots. Like if you if you go between their feet, they fall. Mm. Obviously, this was just a silly thing where he was obviously set on his trajectory and I was just yeah. in the way. But <laughs> oh, it still gets me good. No. Still gets me good. So anyway, fantastic game. Very beautiful. Highly recommend. 
You should play it. I've been telling you to play it. Yeah, it's on my list of stuff that I need to play. Like I said, my backlog is getting ridiculous at the moment. But it is definitely on my list. Um, I think it's one of those things I would get through quite quickly as well, which I always enjoy. Because um, it's it's mostly straightforward narrative, right? Um, yeah. Other than just, you know, running around doing fun cat things. But it definitely looks like a nice time. And you're right, it's weird that we don't have a game like this already. Again, it feels like where a game where you play as a cat doing things feels like something we should have already got but really it's you know it's kind of new I think the thing is you know it's 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 like a serious kind of vibe to it it's not just like you know I you know I played a game called paparazzi this year as well where you know you go around with a camera you take pictures (laughs) of pups sometimes animal games aren't always very serious and I really like the the fact this yeah most of the time this game had a very sort of like serious narrative to it and it was you know it's it's a serious a serious game and serious business, uh, serious business being a cat and i i think i quite liked that because it just effectively the the difference between this and a lot of other games is just you're just the protagonist is a is a real life cat yeah. um and it's just telling a story in a different way and i, I just found that really interesting nice yeah no it, it looks really interesting i've heard really good things and you're right it looks beautiful um the world and stuff they made and um, all the stuff around it it looks cool so I will definitely play it good sort your life out go through the backlog yeah so I've got some facts and this definitely I definitely mentioned this in my games that I want to play I think because this is a fact I think I've mentioned before which is that mm. the aesthetics of the game were influenced by Kowloon Wall City um, in Hong Kong it was a it was an ungoverned and densely populated enclave within the boundaries of British Hong Kong I think it was originally a Chinese military fort and it became like walled off and leads to the United Kingdom by China in 1898. And I think weird shit happened where there was like gambling, triads, prostitution, drug abuse, and it was all within this kind of like walled city. Uh, I, honestly, I look up the history of this whole thing and it still confuses me. I think <laughs> I think it's a park now, or they, they like demolished it and then it became a park. I don't know, but it, it really gives those vibes off though because you feel very mm. walled in and straight. It feels very much like a walled off city because it kind of is. Yeah. But and it, yeah, it kind of gives you that vibes of something that's potentially been isolated and um and yeah, and so I find it really fascinating that's mm. kind of what influenced it. Um another acute fact is that the gameplay was inspired by the developers Cats, nice. uh, Murtau and Riggs and the team studied images and videos of cats for research. And I think there was a lot more cats than that as well cuz I looked up I was looking at facts for this game and although they those two are the main ones, there was loads of other cats like yeah. the, the game developers cats that they were influenced and stuff by and that they used for like the design mm-hmm. uh there was a, a cat as well that was the like the voice actor for the main cat it was but she was cute so she did all like the the voice acting part you know if oh, that makes even makes yeah. sense cute. if a cat could be a voice actor then mm-hmm. then that's what it was i love it so yeah the cats are cute definitely google them another nice fact is annapurna interactive the publisher uh works with cats protection which is the largest stray cat organization in the united kingdom and they help find homes for cats and things like that and annapurna helped like fund a giveaway where you can kind of offer a small donation for the charity and they also raised a lot of awareness about lost cats um and and did lots of things with cat charities elsewhere yeah that's really nice and uh, some other silly facts is if you go upstairs in one of the bars in the slums, there's a bowl filled with liquid, what looks like with what looks like ram blocks, which is likely a pun on ramen soup. Ram in soup. Oh, nice. Yep. Good dad joke there. <laughs> there's also this isn't really a spoiler, but there's there's two characters in the game um, that are clear references to uh, Back to the Future. 
So oh, that's, all that's all I'm going to say about that. Oh, I love it. But yeah, Stray was a really, really good game. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was so proud of myself for finishing it because I never finish games. And do you know what? Actually, I finished I finish all these games on my list. I'm proud of myself. Nice. I never finished games and I thought I would struggle with Stray, but I finished it. And nice. uh, good times. Yeah, that sounds great. What is your number two? My number two is Witchwood. This is an indie game that came out in 2020. Um, actually, I think it's my only game not only two years late yeah it's only two years late to this one everything else on my list came out 2022 though so i've done well this year oh you've done better than me then (laughs) despite being very behind i've at least played something that came out so this one was by alien trap but it is i picked it up on switch i think it's on pretty much all other platforms as well but it was a really nice time i was surprised at how much i liked this i picked up on your recommendation actually um, before I went on a work trip and I was really glad that I did because it kept me very entertained my recommendation yeah you told me to play it I don't think you'd even played it yourself yet I don't think I'd played it <laughs> you, you were like you should play it and I was like sure I'll I'll get it and I did um I got it on switch because it was kind of cheap on switch and it was great you basically play as a sassy witch um who wakes up in her house in the swamp uh with no real memory of anything uh you kind of start talking with this black goat who asks you to help him save a maiden. He's His lo- beloved maiden has basically been cursed by 12 other like, angry beasts, basically. Um, and to kind of help his maiden, you have to go and collect the souls of these 12 things. Um, it's quite dark. It's quite a dark but funny kind of tale that goes on. The whole vibe of the game is this kind of like... It's kind of twisted. It feels a bit like grim fairy tale kind of esque vibes if you get what i mean and off you go and so basically collecting the souls you kind of walk around um and you kind of meet some people and talk to them and there's lots of little various subplots and stories around all these souls and you kind of find out that nobody that you're taking the soul of is that nice everyone's doing something bad there's like um there's little bits around things just trying to be like greedy and take money off of people and other things other ones are a lot darker and a lot more sinister um, but they're all really individual little interesting stories and to basically do this you're kind of doing crafting the whole time so if you don't like crafting this is not a game for you because basically the entire gameplay is craft a thing and then use it to make more recipes and craft another thing and then give it to somebody um, but weirdly for something that doesn't sound that fun it was quite fun um, you kind of travel to loads of different areas um, like forests and swamps and towns and stuff like that collecting things and different recipes and kind of you end up trading up a lot of stuff so you'll give someone some magical item and they'll basically say okay that's great but now i want this magical item and that is normally made of one of the things you've just given to them plus you know some other stuff you have to go and learn and it's just kind of like a weirdly it's weirdly nicely paced you kind of just discover everything at a nice time and i don't know your your witch is quite sassy and she gives a lot of sass back to people that she talks to it's just quite entertaining and you just kind of get quite attached to her i would say like the story is kind of the best bit all the subplot stories are really interesting and the overall plot ends up being really interesting too yeah it was just a really nice time i just really enjoyed wandering around collecting things yeah i knew you would because i think one of the reasons why i said you should play it is because i was like well it's about swamp witch yeah um and that's basically you so mm. and i mean that i know people will probably think i'm insulting you there i'm not steph, no. steph aspires to be a bog witch oh oh yeah if you've ever watched princess in the swamp there's an old lady that lives in a swamp and that's what i hope to be when i grow up 
Steph is a swamp queen. Mm. If there's a swamp, I will like it. <laughs> she loves the swamp. I like this game. Yeah, I, I think I recommended it to you before I'd actually played it, but I have mm. I have played a bit of it, and I think I really enjoyed what I played. But I I need I do need to play more. But I think I might have done that thing of not playing it for so long that I don't know what's going on. But you're right. There was yeah. a lot of crafting, and maybe that was what put me off. Maybe. Yeah. Potentially. I will say, I think having it on Switch was the best thing for me because it was very much an easy thing to pick up and put down um, and play in little short bursts. Yeah. And I think playing in lots of little short bursts was actually the right way to play this. I you, I mean, you could probably spend really long play sessions and do like a lot of stuff. I mean, I did do that as well because um, I played it on a plane and it was a good plane game just because it's you don't use loads of thought, really, because it's a lot of just go and find the thing and then use it for something else. But yeah, I think it's definitely one of those things, if you, like I said, if you really don't like crafting stuff, then it's not going to be a fun time for you because it is just all, that's the only thing you're really doing other yeah. than talking to people. But from what I did play, it was incredibly beautiful and I think the, the music was nice and, and mm -hmm. it was a very cool looking game. And I, I think I would probably prefer it more if I had it on Switch. I think it is more of a Switch game. Yeah, it definitely feels right on, on there. Um, and I think the main kind of fun of it is the, kind of dark but funny stories that are going on so I think you kind of need to almost play them in just small bits of just those subplot stories and just do little bits um and it works really well I don't really have any facts I think the only fact I really I found out was about Alien Trap um and it's not a huge fact it's just that I realized they also made a really cool looking game that I've used um a few times for like reference in different things called Apotheon um which is like a Greek based game it's like a side scrollery type thing um but it all looks like the art style of greek pots it's really interesting okay. looking again like i've used it mostly as reference for things when i've been doing art stuff but um yeah it's it just looks like a really interesting game and i think that's done really well as well so i'm glad that witchwood has also done well for them because um yeah they just make really interesting and nice looking games nice and that is it that is my number two so i think we are on to honorable mentions we are exciting so i'm going to mention three games that i okay. think i played towards the end of 2021 mm -hmm. might have gone on to the brink of 2022 but i don't remember but i really want to mention them because i, I like i said i'm not listening back to that fucking episode from last year i can't be asked one of them was it takes two maybe i talked about that maybe i didn't not sure mm -hmm. good game um unpacking maybe that was a game that we played i don't know it when was we played unpacking because i mentioned it in my okay when i looked disregard that there was a game called forgotten city which i maybe did play mm. towards the end but i don't think i ever spoke about it and forgotten city was a mind fuck but a great game I nearly made my list but i think because of the fact that i think i may have played it in 2021 i couldn't i just couldn't do it i felt yeah. wrong to do that so i didn't do that uh, but i'm going to mention it anyway uh, another game i've got on my list is a game called frog detective which yeah. i haven't finished yet but it's <laughs> came onto pc game pass <laughs> and what a wonderful time that so is good. it has the most amazing humor in it um and it's fucking adorable so uh, a game i also streamed and played when i streamed i don't really stream anymore um maybe i'll do that again one day but for now i'm not anyway it's a game called martha is dead the most mm. grotesque and disgusting game i've ever played if you ever want to play it i recommend um not eating beforehand <laughs> i thought you were just gonna be like i recommend not 
<laughs> Another horror game as well that I did stream that I really enjoyed. Two of them actually. One of them was called Closing Shift. It was a Japanese game which looks like it was made on the, for the PlayStation 2. There was another one where it was like a poster one, but I can't remember the name of it, but the same developers. But Closing Shift was one where we work in a coffee shop and you get stalked. It was weird. I made coffee badly and I had a stalker. Disney Dreamlight Valley, different yes. game contrast to that. Uh, I don't play it anymore, but I had a good time when I did because mm-hmm. I just got another grinding everything. But, you know, it's Disney, whatever. Also, The Quarry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. By the game developers I can't currently think of the name of. Supermassive? Supermassive, yes. That's it. The Quarry, uh, we play with friends and we had a, a good time with it and I just wanted to mention that as well. Yeah. Yeah, I guess similarly we should also mention um, we're currently playing with friends one of the dark anthologies devil inside yes uh devil so far absolutely fantastic devil yeah. in me i don't know some something something about me. the devil Jesus. it's been great so far but obviously we didn't put it on a list because um i forgot and we haven't finished it yet so we haven't finished it you know terribly. yeah we it could be on our we could end up finishing it next year and that would end, maybe end up on our next year list yeah there you go um my honorable mentions i've not got very many um, because again, I've realised I don't really play much. Um, but I've got Lego Harry Potter series, which I've been enjoying immensely. It's been a great time. Um, it was an old game, but I was just like, I'm going to put it in. I also had Frog Detective because that's been a hoot. I recently played Donut Country, which was a wonderful time. Um, I'd never played it before. I knew a lot about it and I'd seen a lot. But yeah, that was a fun, silly time. Um, I'm going to mention a mobile game. Actually, I'm going to talk about uh, Marvel Snap. That's kind of... A card game that's fulfilling my old Hearthstone quota. For Don't a bit. bring mobile games to this podcast. How dare you? They're games. I'm allowed to do what I want. Um, Inside, because again, older game, but I've just picked it up on the Switch, and it's been really, um, I'd say fun, but it's a horror. It's like one of those really kind of creepy games, uh, but it's been really good so far. Did you never play it back in the day? No, I it missed it. Like I played Limbo and stuff, but I just I'd never got around to playing Inside. It was just one of those things I just never remember to buy um or get yeah. on anything and I, so i've just been playing it recently but it's been good nice and that well, is all my mentions i guess we're uh we're on to number ones yes all right i think you know what mine is yeah I my so. number one is cyberpunk 2077 yeah late to the game literally again with all of mine my picks this year but, you know, we got to get for our backlogs and everyone's got one. So yeah. this was a game that I waited a very long time to play. I have spoken about it since I played it for a few other little like episodes where little things have come in. But I've never spoken about the game as a whole. So obviously when it was first released, everyone fucking hated it and got really mad at it because it was buggy and everything. But luckily by the time I played it, everything was fine. Uh, <laughs> played it on PS5, which was obviously helpful because it was not functioning well, obviously, on a lot of PCs and PS... Because it came out on PS4, right, as well, and it just yeah. didn't work. Yeah. So by the time I picked it up, it was all, it was pretty good. Uh, obviously, it came out in 2020 originally, developed by CD Projekt Red and published by CD Projekt. The story takes place in a place called Night City, which is an open-world kind of cyberpunk universe, and you assume the first-person perspective of a customizable mercenary known as V, uh, who can acquire skills in hacking and uh, machinery with options for melee and ranged combat. And it kind of, the, the story follows V's struggle as you kind of deal with this mysterious cybernetic implant. Um, I don't want to say any more than that, but 
obviously we all know that Keanu Reeves is in it. Mm, yeah. And and he's he's pretty he's pretty cool. I was gonna say like you know it's, it wasn't it wasn't the only selling point. I do I do love Keanu Reeves, but I was I was very interested in the story and and it, mm-hmm. I think I initially didn't quite know if I was going to be able to sleep with Keanu Reeves. Mm. Um, I found Fashionable. out you, you you don't. Oh, shame. <laughs> but I continued playing anyway. Yeah, despite this. So yeah, it's, the story the story was really interesting actually. I, I was really intrigued by it, but I think more than anything, I was absolutely fascinated by this kind of world that they created. So Night City consists of like these different regions, and it does. I have to admit, it feels a lot like GTA in that regard. I think it's just I don't know. I just find it really interesting. I mean, I, I from, we just spoke about Stray. Apparently, I love a cyberpunk world, mm. but the fact that it it does give me GTA vibes with a lot of it because you can just wander around this open city and find you know side missions, side quests to speak to random people. The city feels very real. You can you know pick up vehicles. You can drive around on motorbikes. You kind of just do whatever the fuck you want. And and I I remember sort of. I mean, to be fair, it's CD Projekt Red. Obviously, they made yeah. The Witcher. The side quests are always going to be great. Mm, yeah. I love a good side quest. I, I hate games that give side quests that are shit. I fetch hate it. quests are the most yeah. ones. Now, don't get me wrong. There's probably fetch quests in this game, but they're all really interesting. And I, I think, you know, all the characters that you come across are already fascinating. The The side quests are just so, like crazy and there are probably some boring ones and in fact there are a lot of missions where it's like hey go kill this agent or go kill this person and and i admit i didn't do a lot of them but it tells you ways to know what ones you're doing Mm -hmm. and i knew the ones that were interesting and i knew the ones that were just kind of like kill quests and i didn't really do a lot of the kill quests but the kind of like the story side missions were the ones that were most fascinating so they were really like top quality side missions i was super interested in the main story which is for me the perfect concoction you know i i won't do side missions if the main story is shit i won't play the game i'll Mm -hmm. i'll get bored but if you know if both are good, then fantastic. I'm going to make sure I do all of those side missions, um, and I'm going to pace myself really slowly, really nicely, and then I'll get into that story mode. Um, all of the characters were were amazing. You can have some romantic interests, which we have discussed in I mm-hmm. think probably our top five sex scenes. So Cyberpunk has a very like heavy presence of sexy time kind of sex. <laughs> Yeah. Heavy sex. sex. I mean, from the get-go, you can have... You can, like, make your penis, right? I mean, mm. I didn't make a, a male V, so I didn't make a penis, but you can make a penis, right? I think you can have a penis even on the female. Oh, yeah, of course. You can have a penis either way. Um, Everybody gets a penis. Or a, a, a vagina. Mm. You can You can have that. You can have a bush, I think. I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember. I think you can because I think remember people being like, I'm going to have purple. Oh, yeah. You can have whatever colour bush you want, which, mm. you know, I respect a game that allows you to have such, you know, so many options. Natural things, you know, bodies. If you want parts. a green bush, you can have a green bush. If you want a purple bush, you can have a purple bush. You can have whatever bush you want. Inclusive. That's what we like. Yeah. Um, you can obviously change the size of your boobs if you want boobs. Nice. <laughs> And you can romance whoever you want. Not whoever you want. Consensual romance. People that want <laughs> to romance you back. Mm, yeah. And I, I ended up romancing um, the, the man. But I also ro- I did also romance um, one of the ladies. I can't remember her name right now. I talk about her in, in, the, 
in my top five sex scenes. Go listen to that if you want. Because everyone was everyone was beautiful. Mm. Everyone was just very cool. Everyone had amazing fashion. That's one actually good thing about this game is the fashion. Good fashion going around. Such good fashion. There were so many clothes shops and I did a lot of shopping. Mm. And a lot of the time I was wearing clothes that probably had really bad specs. But I didn't care because I looked good. Fashion over specs is a thing yeah. that needs to be everywhere, you know? Good hair, good fashion. Music was really good. Around the city and stuff. Uh, the songs, fantastic. All round, great time. I feel like I'm just saying great 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 for a lot of things but i <laughs> great I don't, know, I don't know what else to say it was great it was a great game i mean it's your number one so a lot of things are gonna be great yeah hopefully. and keanu reeves is in it yeah and i think the game only broke on me like twice hmm. <laughs> don't sound impressed well i mean less bugs but game breaking bugs are just never it's it not didn't break thing. it didn't break the game I, I didn't experience the shit that everyone else experienced. And okay. I'm happy about that. Yeah. I'm absolutely fine with the fact that I didn't get to see that, that kind of bullshit. And I, I get people's anger, I do. But I kind of just were, just was like, well, do you know what? I chose not to play it in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and I've chosen to play it now. And it worked really well for me. And I, nice. I think, you know, it just shows that if you put a bit more time into something, then make sure it doesn't it's not broken, then it will be a good game. Yeah eventually I mean, but also good. don't release it when it's not yeah maybe, quite there yeah maybe don't do that yeah mm. but no um i really recommend you play it i told you to play it it's i on think the list. you'll really enjoy it how big is this list by the way honestly it's been going for like years so i need to have a proper check through the list because the problem is new stuff comes out and goes on the list so anything that was on the list previously i just i don't have the time that's Don't fine. Have the time anymore. That's fine. Um, but no, I, I think you'll really like it. It's but it is one of those games where you do kind of need a lot of time. I remember mm. I was going through a bit of a period of time where I wasn't playing very big, in-depth, story-driven games. I hadn't found anything that I could really sink my teeth into, and I was feeling quite frustrated about that. And I think I remember when I picked this up, I'd sort of was like, oh shit, like I found a game I can finally like you know, I think about when I'm not playing that I want to play it. And it's often I don't get many games like that where I'm like really like addicted and I just want to keep playing and playing and I want to stay up late even if I'm going to work in the morning. Yeah. And this kind of reignited my kind of gaming passion again. I'd, I'd gone for a bit of a lull. And so this one, I think, is why well, it's well number one because it kind of meant a lot in that regard yeah. to finally find another game that I could really kind of just lose myself within. And it did, you know, it did it did exactly that. And I, I'm excited to play the DLC, which is coming soon. It may already be out. I can't remember. I'm not very in the know. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, I'm not really despite sure. us having a video and podcast, we are completely out of touch. Well, you're not, you know, not so much because you work in the games industry. But yeah, anyway, let's go into some facts because otherwise I'm just going to keep talking about this. One fact I found which I really enjoyed, which is that apparently CD Projekt Red sent a free copy of Cyberpunk 2077 Collector's Edition to the guy who shouted, you're breathtaking, to Keanu Reeves during Microsoft's E3 2019 briefing. Amazing. But he declined to accept it and called on CD Projekt to donate a gaming system to charity instead, which is, you know, breathtaking of him, isn't it, really? Yeah, that that is everything I wanted from the breathtaking man. Yeah. Well done, him. I loved it. Um... Another fact I have is CD Projekt Red hired real city planners to help map out Night City to help exploring the city feel organic and allow players to tell where they are by landmarks and things. Um, oh, and nice. it was sort of it sort of helped with real life uh, with traffic looking like real life traffic and things like that, which oh, that's cool. I thought was cool. 
Yeah. Uh, I've got quite a few facts, by the way, so buckle up. All right, I'm ready. A weird fact I found out, which I'm still confused by, but is that Hideo Kojima has a cameo in this heist mission. But I was like, it kept, everyone kept going on about how Hideo Kojima was in this game and that he has a cameo. But then it was like, it was kind of mocking him. And I'm like, but when you say it's a cameo, like admittedly, it looks exactly like Hideo Kojima. But I'm like, is that his voice? Or does it just look like it? Is he okay with this? It sounded like it was Hideo Kojima, but I just yeah. don't know. I think it is him. But it's all very, it's all very weird. Yeah, um, that sounds odd. I don't know why he's in it. I don't know why he's got a cameo. Uh, not a clue. But that's a fact for you. Quality fact. So on the rear right panel of V's car, there is a decal of Roach, which is obviously Geralt's horse from the Witcher series, which, you know, same company who made the games. So it makes sense. Another fact is that uh, Ellen McLean reprises her, not her role as GLaDOS, because she's not obviously not GLaDOS, uh, from Portal during a side quest for something which I'm not going to spoil, in which she is kind of like a robot type character. Yeah, cool. And she does definitely use the GLaDOS kind of voice and also makes a reference to testing and cake, uh, completely trying to murder you with an ambush. So I thought that was very nice. cool. And the fact I've got, because I've got so fucking many, is Siri spoke to Geralt, apparently, in the Witcher series, uh, Wild Hunt, that she she said to Geralt that she travelled to Cyberpunk 2070's universe um, in the game, supposedly. I need to find, like, a YouTube video of that. But yeah, she's like, must, she must say something. I, don't, I doubt she'd say Cyberpunk. She must have said something along the lines of, like, I've travelled to, uh, like, a future kind of universe. Yeah. And uh, the only other, my last, my last and final fact is that there is a um, a TV show based on the game called Cyberpunk Edge Runners, which I'm yet to watch, but I've heard very good things. Oh yeah, I forgot they did that. It's a mm-hmm. animated, right? Yes, yes, an animated, uh, animated show. Which yeah, again, I've heard good things. Not watched it, but yeah, that's out there. Nice. So Cyberpunk, it's a good game. Sexy sex, good music. Uh, Keanu Reeves. I like it. That's my summary. It's a, good, it's a good summary. I forgot about the summaries. Yeah, we have to do... I'm bringing them back. Okay, I like it. We'll do it for the last one. Okay. I feel like you'll probably know what my number one is. Uh, let me think. Okay. No. Okay. So my number one... I feel like I might be cheating here because I have not finished this game. Oh, I know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, as I'm currently playing it right now. Um, not right this second, but at the moment. I am playing God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, so it's the sequel to the 2018 God of War um, game by Santa Monica Studios and PlayStation, and it's great. So far, it's like the the perfect sequel to the 2018 God of War. It, I mean, and mostly because it continues pretty much exactly where you left off. It really feels like you could play them back to back perfectly. Um, you're kind of just thrown almost straight in. Um, you kind of have all your powers still. There's like a few bits that you've been taken away um, from you, but they don't really do the whole like, oh, and now you've lost all the weapons and the cool stuff that you've gathered over the, the other game. Uh, you have to go find them again. You actually have kept all the stuff you earned. So as well as having your axe, you now still have your kind of original chain sword things that he has in the originals. And some of the like shields and stuff have changed slightly. So they've got a few more powers in there, but mostly it just feels like you're kind of still playing the other one as well, but it works really well. Um, and again, with the story, it's continuing off that um, story that they built in the first game. Um, obviously, I've not got to the end of the current plot, but I, I feel like I'm about three quarters of a way through, so I kind of know where we're going. 
Um, and so far it's been super exciting um, and really good. It's not just me, I guess, that likes this game, considering it won loads of award again at the Game Awards and loads of other awards. Christopher Judge won, I think, best actor for this game and he gives a lovely speech at the game awards it was really cute i um, have heard this yeah, yeah. it's really nice it's quite a long speech but it's really lovely um where he just thanks everybody and anything um as well as his co kind of boy i think his name's sunny Swarback, um, who also does a really good job playing atreus in this yeah they both just do really good all the actors in it are, are good there's lots of really interesting characters in here in general my favorite is Mamir the head I think I've spoken about him before, but he's a good time. My Scottish friend that carries around with We've me. spoken about the head, yep. Yep, it's a good time. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, because it's such a good um, kind of carry-on, I feel like I've probably spoken about what makes it so good before, but I think the combat just feels really smooth and nice. Again, like, it's not super easy to master. You can't really just, like, hack and slash your way through it. You do have to dodge and defend yourself a little bit every so often so it kind of keeps it interesting in that sense like i feel like sometimes when you could just smash your way through stuff it, it becomes a bit boring after a while you like a bit of a, a challenge every so often and yeah there's like puzzles and stuff again there's been some really interesting sections where you've kind of um got some other stuff going on and it feels a bit different in places without giving away too much i'm trying to be really spoiler free in this um one thing i will say is my favorite thing is i've met a squirrel and I'm really enjoying that I've met a squirrel. Nice. Yeah. Um, does the squirrel talk? Yes, he does. Okay. He's a talky squirrel and he owns the giant tree. Um, the He's part of, because everything's obviously still part of Norse lore, it's just really still interesting. So it's just lots of mythology and um, it's just interesting seeing how they use the mythology of the Norse and kind of a, a twisting it for the story that they're telling. Obviously, the end of the last game, this is not a spoiler, so I can talk about it. Because um, if you haven't played that one, it's been a while. Um, you kind of obviously find out. Unless you don't want to tell me. I won't spoil it for you. Uh, I don't think I'm ever really going to play God of War, so yeah, go for it. Um, you obviously find out your son is Loki. Um, and so oh, trying cool. To connect, yeah. so <laughs> trying a to, surprise. <laughs> yeah, trying to connect all these bits up. And like, you obviously, we're still figuring out what that means and if he is. And there's lots of questions around it at the moment. So that's kind of one of the things at the moment I'm still figuring out in the game. So I could be talking nonsense at this point. Um, but that's what hinted to and kind of suggested at the end of the one. And that's kind of where they're going with it, this one. So I mean, isn't Loki a bit of a dickhead? Do you think maybe he should just sort of maybe just push him off a cliff? I mean, maybe. That would solve the whole problem, right? Kratos could just go back to his little shed. Yeah. Just nice. push Big him. Time. Push him off the cliff. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 you know, I'm like, I've got a war. Yeah. Um, but my dog likes to look at the wolves, right? Yeah, I was, I was playing, I was playing the first section where you're kind of riding, um, like a wolf sled around, and uh, Nikki's dog Junie was just fascinated by the wolves on stream. It was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. She loves it. So. Yeah. I mean, they were. It would, it would be, it would be number one in Junie's top five video games. Oh yeah. It's the only one I've seen her watch intently. Oh no, so. she she did really like Stray. Actually, she oh, she enjoyed yeah. that. The, the cat noises was like that. Yeah, she was she was in on that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So. so maybe second for God of War, but she does like yeah. watching it every so often. Even when there's no wolves, she'll tune yeah. into Kratos. I think she just she's a gamer girl. Yeah, she is. She is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a good time. I'm really enjoying it, and I think considering it's my number one, I've not finished it yet. I still think. Even when I know they're going with the story, I think I'll still like it. Mm. I must say it looks beautiful from what I've seen. 
it is really worth playing it's really fun the story is really compelling and there's loads of really cool interesting characters um freya is one of them she's really cool and yeah it's just a really it's like i said the, it's just all feels really nice um and there's like no loading which is always really cl- like clever in it so you that just, is good you just feel like you can kind of keep continuing it's really difficult to put down which i think is why i've nearly you know managed to actually get through a game for once so i'm proud of you yeah, yeah thanks um but yeah i've got some facts so during the game you kind of pick up these Cavassia's poems um they're actually all easter eggs so all the poem names are kind of like a a hint towards um existing playstation games so they've all got names that are like there's one called like the sunrise of nothingness which is actually a reference to horizon zero dawn okay so it's like clever you can kind of start to guess them so there's like a game of like guessing which one is which i was trying to find another one that was really interesting there's one called the dead do not ride which is days gone which is kind of reference to the zombie game yeah there's lots of really there's like 14 of them um and trying to guess which one is quite difficult Um, that would make a very fun game i'm into this we don't have time but i'm into it but we could do it there's also um another fact i had was that during your first visit to i can't pronounce this very well so apologies it's like svartalhelm it's like the land of the dwarfs you meet a dwarf playing a musical instrument and this is not by coincidence he's actually voiced by bear mccready the composer of um the god of war series that's cute the other one i have which is something quite fun is that you um you you know i mentioned the squirrel that yes you can you basically some ring some chimes outside your house to call the squirrel but if you do it while he's there, you can keep doing it. And eventually he'll you'll annoy him so much that he'll get really annoyed at you and start yelling at you and just have a massive emotional outburst, which is a good time. I don't know why, but I thought you were going to say something like the fact that he just like mauls you to death or something. Yeah, the squirrel's think, vicious. The squirrel's vicious and he, yeah, but no, he just keeps yelling at you. Okay. It's quite fun. And yeah, that's kind of all the facts that I have. I think the rest of them are probably all going to be attached to plot and things like that. So I was kind of trying not to look at too many Mm -hmm. of them while i was doing this because i still really need to finish it but um yeah it's great i really recommend it um the game series between the two of them is just really good so i'm glad this one is living up to the same thing good i'm glad well that's our list we have just summarized 2022 in our video game lists oh yeah um god of war uh big man small man squirrel squirrel (laughs) big man small man squirrel i mean you've got some you've got a way to go with your summaries but we'll get you there thanks i'll keep working on it maybe next year maybe by the best of 2023 i'll have nailed it yeah don't worry we'll, we'll keep working on it but yeah all right so that this is our end of your episode this is that was 2022 in our in gaming for us i didn't game very much as i said but obviously I have played a few bangers. Mm-hmm. So those were my bangers and those were Steph's bangers and we yeah. had a banging time. Oh, All Jesus Christ. Oh, we've gone, <laughs> can't leave the sex episodes, I swear. I mean, we literally had two episodes very recently about banging, so makes sense that yeah, we would yeah. end it with a bang. Can I just stop saying banging, please? <laughs> it's kind of the new year, be fine. Um, and speaking of the new year, we will obviously return in the new year probably with our classic episode of things we're looking forward to 
I love that. I yeah. love that's like my favorite episode of the year because it requires so little effort. <laughs> we don't actually have had to play anything, which currently, according to our current list, is probably a good thing. Um, yeah, so we'll get ready and to also queue up all the things. It's super exciting just to look into the games that are coming out. Yeah. But saying that, I did actually listen to um, the. I listened to a bit of games that we were looking forward to for like this year um and there are so many that never came out and yeah. it's really depressing and i think this this time round in january i'm gonna be really hard on making sure that i know the game i'm gonna talk about is actually gonna fucking come out because i'm sick of being disappointed yeah i think i'm gonna try and limit myself to ones that actually have a date on them like a sp- mm-hmm. specific date not just quarter of this yeah bit. although doesn't mean it's safe because it might get delayed this is true this is true but we can hope Dragon Age. Dragon yeah. Age. For the yeah. love of God. We can hope. We'll get there. But yeah, this does conclude our last episode of the year. What a wonderful year it has been. Yes. I hope everybody enjoys the end of their year, whatever they're doing, whatever holiday they are celebrating. Yeah. And uh, I guess we'll quickly go over our usual shit of if you want to find out more about us or listen to some more episodes or just generally have a stalk where can they go i'm reversing it this time normally it's me that says this yeah they can go to gametill5.co.uk or you can look at our twitter and shit that we rarely post on yeah it's a good, um, good time and you know if you're feeling really nice you can leave us an apple itunes review because that helps us a lot Stop saying iTunes. It's not iTunes. Oh, I don't know. Apple Podcasts. Whatever the thing is. We're so old. I'm I'm a millennial. I'll never change. (laughs) The TikTok Gen Zers will never take me alive. (laughs) But yeah, go go do all that stuff. And we'll see you guys in 2023. Oh, Jesus. Goodbye.